likely listening in one of 50 countries that have checked in. Wow, 50 countries. Top country, United States, followed by Germany, Canada, France, the UK, Japan, the Russian Federation, Australia, Brazil, South Korea. That makes up our top 10. People in 916 cities around the world are listening. Top cities, Frankfurt, Germany. Novato, California, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Seattle, Washington, Olympia, Washington. Wow, they're, they're neck and neck. Let's see if Olympia, the capital of our wonderful state here of Washington, can catch up to Seattle. All my Olympia listeners need to catch up. You're just a few listeners shy of where Seattle is. Olympia followed by Columbus, Ohio, followed by my uh, city of birth, San Francisco, California, Ashburn, Virginia, Sparks, Nevada, East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Those are roughly the top 10. I lost track of it's 10 or 11 or 12. That's the top 10. 916 total cities in 50 countries listening to Hughes from the Heart. Thank you very much for being here. If you'd like to help me out a lot, please join my daily podcast for a buck a month. If everybody listening were to join my podcast for a buck a month, I could do this for a living. So please help me spread the positive vibes by joining today. It's real easy. There's even a seven-day free trial, for God's sakes. Patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes. Patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes. I also have a Venmo if you'd like to help out the cause of spreading the positive vibes. Right now, I wish this podcast were making money, but it really isn't goes right back into the uh, satellite bill and the technology bill and all the bills, all the stuff it takes to run the podcast. It's uh, five years into it. It's not making any money. So if you'd like to help me out, please join the podcast for a dollar a month. That would really help us be sustainable. And if you are just generous, you can donate to the cause through my Venmo, which is Radio Spencer. Thank you very much for that. I want to share with you a, a great example of what Neville Goddard talked about in all of his books and all of his hundreds of lectures through the years, thousands of lectures probably all over the place. And that is the power of your imagination. And I did something really, really interesting, and I wonder why I haven't done it before. But I'd, li- I'd like to think, I mean, I have done it, but not very often, not consistently. I... <laughs> This is a really cool story, and I hope you stay around to the end. It's going to be a short podcast, but I want you to try such an experiment or a similar one because they work, and they work if you believe that they work. This is all the power of the mind. Now, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. We talk about how Neville Goddard believed that consciousness is God, basically. Your consciousness is God. Your imagination is God. Everything in the universe is in your mind. The whole universe exists in your head. Everybody is you pushed out. He used to say that. Everyone around you is you pushed out. Your husband, your wife, your kids, your next-door neighbor, 
the people you love, the people you hate, your antagonists, your best buddies, your mentors, strangers on the bus and on the train, gathering at restaurants, everywhere you go, everyone is you pushed out. It's a fascinating concept that we'll spend more time on in a future uh, episode, but not right now. But he also said once in a while, he would say, not just everyone is you pushed out, but the universe is you pushed out. I mean, think about this. All this is being projected from you. This podcast, what you're having for breakfast today, what you had for dinner yesterday, what you're doing at work today or on your day off, everything is in your mind. Everything is in your mind. Nothing exists outside of your mind. If your mind stopped, if you took a bullet today, God forbid, or you died of an illness, or you just died in your sleep, this world as we know it would cease to exist because it's in your mind. When your mind stops, the world goes away, doesn't it? Every night when you go to sleep, everything resets itself. It's fascinating. Well, here's a thought experiment I did. I took our son to, we, we, we have four boys and two girls, right? And our son, who just turned, uh, actually, is, I lose track of the years. He'll be thinking here for a second. Is going to be turning 25 in a few months. He and his sister are six months apart. They're stepbrother, stepsister. But um, we didn't perform some great miracle. They were born six months apart from each other, right? But anyway, took him back to school. He goes to UW. Great, great school. I'd argue one of the best anywhere. But he's studying uh, biology, and we're really, really proud of him. But anyway, he, he came for the weekend. We're close enough to Seattle that we get him for the weekend and when he's able to come. And then um, I usually drive him back. We have an adventure together as I drive him back to school. And then my wife will get him uh, you know, next week. And then I take him back. She usually gets him, and I take him home. So we were driving home, and uh, we had we had my dog. Well, my wife's dog. She just lets me play with her. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She's our little baby, Penelope Featherwick. So we, uh, I, I brought her for the ride because she loves going out on rides, and it's roughly about an hour and forty minutes each way. So she was in the car a good while. She had her bone and. Just likes hanging out and sleeping in the back seat. She's adorable. English setter. So we couldn't really uh, stop anywhere for a bite. Uh, so I stopped at Costco to fill up because I was running low on gas. So we stopped at a Costco. Gas was three forty six a gallon. I say that only because you're listening in 50 different countries, and I wonder how much gas is where you are. Probably a lot more or a lot less. Probably a lot more. I don't know. We complain here when it goes over $4 a gallon, it gets ridiculous. And it gets over $5 a gallon, it's even more ridiculous. I don't know how people do it. So anyway, I, fill, I filled up the gas tank. And we're suckers for Costco pizza. So I went inside. He stayed with the dog in the car. I said, let me get you a slice of pizza. So I got him a slice of pizza. I had a lemonade, and he had a Pepsi. Now, the lemonade is one of those Minute made sugar-free lemonades. I didn't want soda. I'm trying to cut back on soda. Soda's not good for you. I'm not lecturing you, but it's really not good for you. And uh, I don't get the regular. I get the diet, and that's bad for you in a whole different set of reasons, for a whole different set of reasons. But So I said, you know what? I'll just have the sugar-free lemonade. It's not infinitely better than if I got a Pepsi, but it's a little bit better. So I got the sugar-free lemonade, Minute Maid. And it just, it's that taste 
this is not to knock Minute Maid. I know there'll never be a sponsor of the podcast after I say this, but it's just kind of this dull, fake sweetener taste. Like, if you were blindfolded, you'd know it was lemonade, but you wouldn't say it was mom's lemonade, right? You wouldn't say it was your grandmother's lemonade or your dad's famous recipe lemonade. It's just kind of lemonade light. It really is. I mean, it's a light lemonade. Just kind of a fake lemonade. You wonder if any lemons actually went into the recipe for this stuff. So you can taste that it's supposed to be lemonade, but it's not really lemonade. My mother used to make a killer lemonade. I used to love going to state fairs, not for the rides, not for even the corn dogs and the junk food. But every fair we've ever been to, I think I've had an ice-cold, fresh-squeezed lemonade. And there's no nothing on earth that comes close to it. If you love lemonade, that's the way to have it, baby. Fresh-squeezed, not just at a carnival for, you know, $6 a cup. You can make it at home. Lemonade doesn't need artificial ingredients. It doesn't need all these chemical additives. It just needs water, it needs sugar, and it needs lemons. Nice, fresh, juicy lemons. And I, I would say ice, stirred into ice. That's all you need. So I was thinking about it as I was sipping this, and it lasted me all the way to UW and all the way back almost. Just as, I don't know, 16-ounce cup of soda, of the lemonade. And a few sips into it, I was like, gosh, I wish this was like that lemonade that mom used to make. Or the lemonade from, uh, even my wife makes one of the best lemonades I've ever had in my life. We don't have it very often, but she she agrees. If you're going to make lemonade, make it right. I wanted it to taste like carnival lemonade. And of course, you're not going to get that at Costco. You're not going to get it from Minute Maid Light, zero-calorie lemonade. So I started thinking about how much I wish it had been a carnival lemonade and how it's January and it's going to be snowing soon. There's no carnivals for a few months. So I couldn't get my hands on one of those lemonades, really, unless I went to a restaurant and asked for it, maybe. But we were in the car with the dog, driving him to school. There's nowhere to stop for a nice cold. I, I can't think of any outlet that's going to have a fresh squeezed lemonade, for like drive through you know. So I did what would have made Neville Goddard proud. I pictured myself in my mind's eye as I'm driving that I had in my hand not a Costco imitation lemonade from Minute Maid, zero calorie, but an actual fresh squeezed big cup of nothing but water, ice, sugar, and fresh squeezed lemons. And I'll be damned if I didn't take a sip of that. The next sip as I was focusing on this. I focused on it for like 15 minutes. I, I did a brain experiment. And I was hoping that it would work. I was saying in my mind that it was going to work. That's a big thing here that Neville Goddard talked about. You have to believe with feeling that you've achieved what you want to achieve, that you are who you want to be, that you're going where you, you, know, you want to go in your mind. So I'll be damned if I didn't take a sip. After about 15 minutes of visualizing this lemonade in my hand is not fake Minute Maid zero calorie Junko lemonade, but actual fresh squeezed lemonade. I took a sip and I actually puckered my lips and I went, ooh, that's good. I actually did. I actually puckered my lips like you're having fresh squeezed lemonade, that, that face you kind of make where it's not too tart, but it's tart enough to be delicious. 
and I could taste the sugar on my tongue. I could taste the ice-cold lemonade. I could taste the fresh-squeezed lemons, which, of course, there were none. I guarantee you there's not one single quarter of a lemon that squeezed into that lemonade from Minimade. And it was the best lemonade I've had in years. And I thought to myself, this is a freaking miracle, man. This is a freaking miracle. I didn't share with my son what I was doing. He probably would have thought I was crazy. Not that he doesn't already think that now. So I took another sip. Oh, I puckered my lips. This was good. This was good. I'm so glad that I didn't do this experiment with only three sips left in the cup. I had about 95% of the drink left. And I thought, this is the best damn lemonade I've had in a very long time. Same lemonade that came out of the uh, tap at Costco. Probably zero juice, zero lemons, zero taste, zero sweet, <laughs> zero delicious. And I had in my hand the most delicious, fresh squeezed, made with real cane sugar lemonade that I've had probably since the last state fair we went to back in California before we moved. Or at a restaurant, maybe. I can't even tell you the last time I had it. Probably my wife made it, the last good cup of lemonade that I had, glass of lemonade. And I thought, is this going to last a third sip, a fourth sip? Now I concentrated. I kept concentrating on the lemonade being a really good top-tier lemonade. And w wouldn't you know it, the entire cup that lasted me, I made it last over in probably two hours, that cup. Even when it started getting diluted by the ice, my imagination just thought of it as a giant cup of ice-cold, fresh-squeezed cane sugar lemonade. I'm not kidding you. In my mind, on my taste buds, my imagination tricked my taste buds, tricked me into believing that a miracle had happened. That this was a miracle. I mean, if this was like, you know, uh, I'm not religious, but if you're religious, I mean, this is like something being in the Quran or the Bible or, you know, the Vedas or somewhere. The miracle you never heard about. Can you imagine if Jesus turned the Costco Minute Maid Zero Juice Junko Lemonade into real fresh squeezed lemonade? Imagine if the prophets had said, Take this lemonade from Costco with zero juice and follow me over here. This is going to become real lemonade. Not sure why I use that accent, but anyway. It was great, and I'm going to do it from now on. Now, I remember years ago, I remember as a kid kind of discovering this, long before I knew who Neville Goddard was, was long before I understood what imagination really was and how powerful our imagination can be. But here's another experiment that I'm sure some of you can relate to, maybe not all of you, but have you ever been to, let's say, a, a restaurant? Here's a good example. You order a an A&W or a mug root beer or whatever, dad's root beer, at a restaurant. They go, well, what would you like to drink? I'll have the root beer, please. So they bring you the soda, and it's a brown soda, right? I mean, most root beer is brown. But so is Coke, so is Pepsi, so is Dr. Pepper. You know, any number of sodas are brown. They're usually either clear or brown. They're usually not red or green. They might be yellow if they're kind of like a, a, a lemon-lime type soda. But generally, they're brown if they're a cola, right? Have you ever had it where the waiter or waitress accidentally brings you Pepsi or Coke 
or Dr. Pepper instead of root beer. And it probably happens, you know, more than we think, just an accident. Or they got your drink mixed up with your girlfriend's drink or your husband's drink or your parents' drinks or whatever, whoever's sitting at the table with you. You know, they, they do that probably more often than they get it wrong from the tap. They're just setting down sodas and they thought you wanted the Pepsi. Has it ever happened to you that you drink the Pepsi and you the first sip you're convinced that it's the mug or the A&W or the dad's root beer? That, that has happened to me where I take the first sip and my mind is so ready for that root beer. I've been waiting for that waiter or waitress to bring me the soda for 20 minutes. I'm anticipating the root beer. I haven't had a root beer in months. I am looking forward to the taste of the root beer. So I take a sip and it tastes like root beer. Except it isn't. And then by the time it goes down my throat or the second sip I take, I go, what happened to the flavor? Now it tastes like Coke. Now it tastes like Dr. Pe- Wait, this is Dr. Pepper. This isn't. So you bring it to the attention of the waiter or waitress. They say, oh, my, I'm, I'm so sorry. I got the drinks mixed up. I'll take care of it for you. I'll bring you a, a root beer. Has that ever happened to you? That's happened to me, mostly with liquids. I can't say it really happens with food because food has its own individual texture. So if you pick up a banana, it's not likely that you're going to trick your mind into thinking it tastes like an apple. Because your mind picks up the banana knowing what a banana tastes like if you've ever had a banana. The smell of it, the texture, the shape. Very different from an apple. But with a, a, a drink that's in a plastic glass and it's brown and you've ordered a root beer and you've been waiting for it for 20 minutes and you're thinking, I want a root beer... And how good that's going to taste. I'm telling you, there's something to that. Your mind was expecting, the expectation was for root beer. The assumption, going to the law of assumption by Neville Goddard, was for root beer. Not for Pepsi, not for Dr. Pepper. If you wanted Dr. Pepper, you would have ordered Dr. Pepper. And I would argue the same thing would happen if you ordered Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper has a very unique taste. And you take a sip of it, it might have been root beer or Coke or Pepsi. But I guarantee you just about, I can almost promise you that if you really, really were expecting Dr. Pepper, your brain is going to convince you that first sip anyway, not the whole glass, but the first sip, that it's Dr. Pepper. And that, my friends, is the power of the imagination. The imagination is more powerful than you can imagine. The imagination is what creates your world. I hope you like this example. That lemonade was delicious, even if it was only fresh squeezed cane sugar homemade lemonade like mom makes, like my wife makes, like the carnival makes. Even if it only was so, in my mind, it was delicious. And it was as real as anything I was seeing on the highway, as real as the steering wheel under my fingers, as real as my son sitting next to me and talking with me on the way to college, on the way to the university. It was as real as that. I'm Spencer Hughes. If you like the podcast, if you like this content, if you enjoy the last 20 minutes of my life I just gave you, Please show your support. Give a couple of bucks if you can to my Venmo Radio Spencer, R-A-D-I-O-S-P-E-N-C-E-R. It would be a great help. A bigger help would be if you consistently supported the podcast. You know, if you want to give money to the uh, the Venmo, that's great. I appreciate it tremendously. But even better than that is if you signed up to the podcast for a dollar a month and stayed with me for the rest of our lives. That would be even better because I guarantee you, you will gain so much from the podcast and I will love having you on the podcast. Lots of great stuff. Even some paranormal topics in there as well. So it's not just the motivation and the inspirational stuff and the Neville Goddard and the Wayne Dyer stuff and the Stuart Wilde things. It's not just the mystical and the uh, metaphysical, but also the paranormal as well. You'll love it. I know you'll love it. 
Well, you already listened to it, basically, from 50 countries, 916 total cities. That's for the free version. I need you to sign up to the Patreon, please, by going to patreon.com slash Spencer Good news, we have a seven-day free trial right now, so you could join it for seven days, no obligation, and you'll see that this podcast is well worth a dollar a month, well worth three pennies a day, for goodness sakes. And I want to thank, finally, my wife and daughter and their wonderful candle company. If you or someone you know, and I guarantee you if you don't, someone you know does, love candles. These are the best you will ever experience. Check them out for yourself at silvahousemarket.com. Silva is S, like Sam, I-L-V, like Victoria, A, silvahousemarket.com. Promo code SPENCER10. Promo code SPENCER10 saves you 10% off your order. It would really make their day if they got orders from all over the world and from all these wonderful cities, 900-plus cities around the world. Order these candles today. My wife and daughter make them by hand from scratch, handcrafted, hand-poured in this home in the Pacific Northwest, our beautiful house in the forest. It's as natural as it gets, and it's a wonderful mother-daughter business, and you'll feel good about supporting them. You'll love these candles. Whoever you give them to and gift them to will love them as well. SilvahouseMarket.com, and they're under Silvahouse Market on Facebook and Insta as well. Take care, my friend. As I always like to say, much love to you, and I do mean it. And we'll talk again very, very soon. Turn that yucky Junko lemonade into something mom would have made proudly. You will be amazed at what you can do with your mind. We'll talk again very soon.